Can I hear guys' names sound like them? The Lorino Cherry Cherry Easy. Dan? Oh, Dan's an Italian name, right? Hey, it's Italian enough, I guess. Dino. <laughs> Dino, yeah. Dino uh, um, Cifarillo. Yeah. David. <laughs> Wait, really? You're, you're going to take on the name <laughs> of uh, uh, Ralph? No, it's uh, Cifaretto. I changed. It's totally different. <laughs> it's my original Italian uh, alias. She was a whore. Dino Collegio. I was hoping Ralph would show up in the movie. I was hoping. No, I was We're talking about many saints of Newark today. We uh, this uh, this episode um, is sponsored by HBO Max. Uh, mm-hmm. If you uh, log in using um, promo code one two three. Four, five, mm-hmm. uh, you will get 10 years free, um, and yeah. uh, we're being paid to review um, The Many Saints of Newark. Full disclosure. Yeah, I don't, it's kind of stupid how they mispronounce New York like that. I yeah. know. Yeah. Newark. Was typical, it Baltimore guy saying New York? Typical Jersey. We almost had a... A Baltimore yeah. guy named this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, are we going to New York? We're <laughs> <laughs> going to New York. We almost had, we almost saw it with a, a former Jersey resident. Yeah. The the the, the real saint of Newark, Aaron Jeffers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Aaron's from New Jersey? Yeah. He, oh, fuck. Yeah. He's not allowed back on the <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, Dylan just, uh, so Dylan showed up late and he uh, just rewatched, he just watched for the first time the first two minutes of the movie on his phone. Four. Four minutes. I made. The, I finally had time to make the grand move of using the bathroom before I went to the theater. Nice. King shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. You never show up that early to a movie. Is that what you're saying? Well, I live like two minutes away from the theater, so oh, I yeah. really don't have to. Yeah. When I used to live here, I was yeah like five minutes from the theater, so I would purposely wait until like the very last second to leave, and then walk in like right as the the movie started. Dan, I have to say, this house seems like a place where like mobsters would bring a guy to whack him. <laughs> what does that mean? It just has that ambiance. <laughs> uh, I wonder. Okay, so um, you, you, let's let's uh, start, I guess, with um with a spoiler free um episode. Uh, well, uh, not the whole episode. Spoiler free section. Yeah. I don't know how to not spoil the movie. Uh, just just general thoughts. General thoughts. Uh, likes, uh, strengths and uh, weaknesses. Oh yeah, very well shot, well acted, I, huh? Y- y- the um, the whole vibe with yeah. uh, I don't know what kind of like uh, if they shot it on I, I didn't I I couldn't tell if they shot it on film I don't think they did probably not but uh it, it had a m- more of an old school uh yeah. kind of color uh it had a filmic yeah. quality to it yeah like the scenes like the the riot scenes felt really visceral and like didn't feel like sta- like uh. I don't know, it didn't feel flat at all when it was that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It had like a, a real energy, a kinetic energy about it. I was yeah. trying to decide if someone like, who had never seen Sopranos before would enjoy this. I was thinking about that the whole time, yeah. I couldn't really tell. I don't think so. Maybe, yeah, maybe not that much. Not that there isn't, you know. I mean, it's like its own self-contained story, but there's like a lot that's connected to the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... 
a friend of mine um, was thinking about coming, and um, uh, she said that, that she'd never seen The Sopranos. I was like, well, it's a prequel movie, so uh, I'm not really sure how much would be spoiled. Like, there probably won't be any spoilers. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a, a huge spoiler in that first, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, the <laughs> opening narration, <laughs> in the first yeah. two minutes of the opening narration. So um, that's one thing. If you haven't seen The Sopranos, I think uh, there's also oh, go ahead. There's a a pr- pretty big uh, uh well actually two really big spoilers. Uh, the, the one co- comes a lot later in the movie but that spoils uh something later on in the show, I guess. Mhm. Oh, uh, well, I guess it doesn't spoil the show. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll talk more about uh this when we get to our spoiler section. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, because my parents were like, should we watch it? Because they have HBO Max. They they tried watching, they watched like two episodes of Sopranos and gave up for some reason. Um, They might enjoy it, I don't know. I think they would. I feel like old people just enjoy remembering the 60s and 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't really get a read on like who was in the theater besides us, like, well, like there's that one demographic. Like, all Italians. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's that one like really old guy in the front row uh, who came by himself. Oh, okay. Watching a movie like my dad watching TV. Yeah. Like... Front row of the movie <laughs> theater by yourself. Your dad watches TV like sitting crisscross on the floor. No, there staring was, up at it. No, there was a day that Dylan uh, saw my dad watching TV and he looked like stupefied by it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be honest, is just how we watch TV in my house. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, what else can we talk about? The casting. The casting? I generally liked everybody. Yeah. Um, the guy who played Silvio, though, was like... He was trying a little too hard to <laughs> yeah, be it Silvio. A, it was a bit much. Uh, uh, so something... I was thrown off, though, when they first showed Silvio and Puss. I was like, wait, who's... Oh, I guess this is, oh, I guess right. this is Silvio. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know what? Actually, that's kind of a spoiler, something about Silvio. Um... A question pro- posed in the series that is answered in the movie. I don't believe it. I still can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but something uh, I was a little thrown off by, and I guess it makes sense because, like, the show starts in, like, 1998 or 9 is, like, when the first season takes place. Yeah. Um, like, the timeline uh, for the, like, where it kind of lands in canon uh, which is something I was really concerned about before seeing the movie. I was like, "What? This is like in the riots, and Tony's a teenager. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense." No, he's yeah. but uh, th- there is a bit of a, a a jump ahead of in time of the movie, so that solved that for me. And I guess it sort of makes sense that that Silvio and uh, Pussy uh, were like already uh, established in like. The mob, but that threw me off because I always just felt like it was implied that they grew up with Tony. Yeah, yeah. well, well, That's I knew what... that, that that pussy, uh, uh, they said was a little bit older than Tony, but like, they, a lot older. I thought they but went to high not, school together, not or like something. a decade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And same for Silvio. Like, I never thought Silvio was that much older than Tony, uh, except for Polly. Like Polly, I knew. Yeah, he was uh, the older guy, that, the older cool guy. Yeah, Old, oldest guy, but yet youngest looking in the movie. Yeah, he's like a baby <laughs> face in the movie. <laughs> they got a really hot guy to play Polly. Yeah. Well, it, I don't know. They always talk about Polly back in the day being a hot guy. Being a looker, yeah. yeah. Uh, then Silvio, like 
uh, so Silvio in this compared to Polly, like he looks like he's got like twenty years. Yeah, on yeah. Yeah, maybe Silvio is a uh, is just a forever lasting, eternal uh, figure in the mob. Yeah, the New York. Uh, right. Movie. Yeah, he just kind of like gets once people start suspecting, like it's kind of weird. He looks the exact same. He's like a supernatural guy. He just moves on to a different crime family. Yeah. Do I hear something? Speaking of casting, one thing that it took me halfway through the movie to figure out is that it was Joey Coco Diaz in the movie and oh, not right. Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was yeah, like, same, is this supposed same. to be Pussy? So he's playing Pussy's dad in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was, uh, what's that guy's name in real? Uh, like, I, I think it's Vinny something. Oh, Vinny for me. Uh, uh, oh, no, Vincent Pastore. I yeah. think that's right, yeah. You're talking about Big Pussy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do look a lot, a lot. They like, were looking at a picture of sure. him, uh, like, more recently. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Even their voices are a little... I remember, which t- I guess that ties back into when I started watching Sopranos. I was like, oh, Joey Coco Diaz is in the show. <laughs> this must <laughs> it, be where he got to start. It came full circle. Yeah. Um, Gotta love Joey Diaz. Yeah, especially... Hey, <laughs> it was... Uh, Spoiler section starts Sorry. now. Oh uh, well, no. Okay, before we we really get into, um, I guess just talking about like whatever the fuck in the movie. Yeah. You want to go around and give um scores, like final scores on it. Or eight point nine, eight point five to eight point nine out of ten. Oh, okay, okay. That's uh, it's a pretty strong score. Dan. Uh, probably like a like a strong seven to a light eight. I haven't had a whole lot of time to think about it, yeah, but that's so kind of yeah, yeah. So uh, okay, th- these are not. F- uh, let me rephrase this. Th- these are not our final uh, official scores. These are not going based on our. Feet. This is like yeah. a first yeah. brush, first impression. These are not going to be uh, published in. Um, uh, Robert Crisco's Guide to Music. Yeah, the uh, Pitchfork. Uh, yeah, nothing but um. You're not gonna see this on 700 Club. Uh, so <laughs> I think I need to watch the movie again, um, preferably just on my cell phone. The way yeah. it was intended, uh, yeah. that David Chase intended. While you're on the toilet. Yeah, while well, I'm taking, <laughs> taking a two-hour-long shit. <laughs> um, and uh, first impression, honestly, like strong six to light seven. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was uh, not ent- entirely uh, impressed. I don't know, maybe eight point. Yeah, I mean, it's a little generous. I think I'm just like excited because it was fun to see. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. I to did watch. have some problems with it structurally. Yeah, spoiler alert! Like the, boom, 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 I heard boom. you and Chris talking about this in the theater. Uh, Chris Moltisanti, who we went to go see it with, <laughs> and um, his name—if you like just squint at his name—it does kind of look like Moltisanti. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, does. Chris <laughs> is like <laughs> like a Polish version. Yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. At the end, I feel like they were like building up, and then it just kind of dropped off. Like with the the. Who's that actor? The other gang that's that's forming, like I feel like they were teasing like a big gang war, and then it's just oh, Dickie gets killed by Uncle Junior. Big spoiler. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, uh, that mystery is finally solved. Of um, what happened? Uh, the real way that uh, 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 Dickie died, and I guess that could have still been the cop f- from the series. Because remember, there, there's the episode where Tony's like. That's the man that killed your father, and then uh, it's like a retiring police, like crooked yeah. cop. Yeah, I, I guess that could have been the guy who did the hit. Like te- he was hired. Yeah, the the technically, mm-hmm. um, 
but uh yeah junior uh puts a puts a hit on a on a dick down multisante yeah dick dick you down yeah um i mean i don't blame him though he was being constantly disrespected and also you're like a big uncle june sympathizer so that yeah i do love uncle june you're a june simp <laughs> i'm a simp for <laughs> uncle june <laughs> Oh my god! They also got a, kind of a hot guy to play Uncle June. Like I've seen that guy in other stuff, and they they really like dressed him down in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corey Stoll, I think. When they show him in like that picture, that old picture, he kind of doesn't look that hot. Yeah. In the show. Yeah. But apparently he was slinging some puss. Well, I mean, that's never been a mystery in the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny when his back is fucked up and he's yeah. trying to have sex. So yeah. <laughs> If you're listening to this and you have absolutely zero interest in watching this movie and would just like to follow along with us, there's a scene where Uncle June comes out, says something wise to Tony about pros play in the rain, and then slips immediately onto a concrete step and breaks his back. (laughs) (laughs) That scene is really funny. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, even that as the ending is like, you know, because Dickie is basically the main character of this movie. Yeah. Um, He just gets shot because he makes a petty because Uncle June is super petty. It's not even anything to do with the rival gang. No. Yeah, yeah, he just laughed at him after he fell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but was, I don't know, because there's that weird, kind of awkward post-credit scene where the guy likes paying off the truck drivers. Mm. I'm trying to remember that actor's name. Harold. When mm. Harold's paying him off. Oh, mm. is it like Roy Odom Jr.? Yes. Yeah. Like, so is he involved in the hit too? Did they collaborate? I, I doubt it. I don't then think what 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 is the ending? What, what is the resolution of? I don't know because the that yeah whole tension. The way the movie is structured is like there's two main stories and they like kind of intertwine, but in the end it doesn't really, they don't really amount to anything. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's probably like a much longer like di- director's cut uh, of this movie. Maybe, maybe like yeah. like an Irishman length cut of this movie. That uh, it, it is it could be a little bit more focused and epic. Um, yeah. My biggest problem uh, and why I went with like a six, um, for first reactions at least was uh, it just felt li- like I was just kind of waiting for like a plot to develop. I don't know. I, That's yeah. I, like personally, I felt like there wasn't like I was like okay, w- w- like what's we're we're kind of following them around and there's stuff that's happening. But, like, what's, like, the dry... Like, he's got this trouble with Harold, and... Yeah. Like, stuff happens, but kind of just, like... It's just kind of stuff happening and not really going much any place. At least that's how I felt. Right. Yeah. my For me, it's also in the end, because, like, I did... Like, it was kind of neandering at times throughout, but I was kind of okay with that. Yeah, I guess it's, it's more about, like, sp- uh, spending time with the characters, I, I like Because I like that, but... Right, but I don't think the plot was, yeah, concrete enough to really, like... Mm, it was anticlimactic in the end, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I guess is is also pretty similar to the show. Yeah, I guess, but, like, there was at least stuff to, like, kind of discuss with the anti like the anticlimactic ending of the show whereas this it just feels like so uncle junior just whacked yeah you know? yeah i don't know i think a lot of the the stuff that happens in the last act like rolls into the theme of decline especially with 
like Christopher's narration at the end, or was it at the end where he's like, "I was born." Oh, the you know, Rico. Statues. I was born too late. Yeah, yeah. For, like to to really be part of the good times, which is like how Tony talks about the mob and like the good old days. But I think the movie was pr- probably trying to like dispel that notion that the characters have a little bit. That it's like, oh, it was always you know there was always like interpersonal drama that caused issues within like the community and then you know i don't know like they just couldn't handle um i guess like race like because race played it into the movie a lot yeah um they couldn't handle like not being in charge anymore and it's like when tony's dad gets really pissed about like a black family moving out on the block i said something else um like especially in season six uh so i haven't caught up to this episode yet i only made it to like I think episode seven or eight uh, of season six of my Sopranos rewatched before seeing the movie. Yeah. But um, I know that there is a scene um, somewhere in season six where they're like at a barbecue and like Chris is like drinking like a non-alcoholic beer um, at Tony's house and, and him and Tony have a conversation about like Dickie being a junkie. Yeah, but he's not in this uh, movie. Yeah. Uh, but, but the only thing th- that I did pick up on is at Dickie's funeral like they say that there's the pills in his jacket which are supposed to be for right Olivia, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like for Olivia so maybe that got spread around as a rumor probably, probably. yeah after is what Kinda they're like implying the, he was sucking it he was sucking Tony's dick in the car yeah. like, that's how like ru- like rumor spread wait, wait, that, who, he was sucking Tony's dick in the car yeah he was <laughs> yeah. Chrissy, Chrissy was sucking Tony's dick. Tony was sucking his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> While Adriana, <laughs> while Adriana fucking watched. <laughs> wow, she Tony, said she never seen really anything impressive. like it. And then they hit a goddamn tree. <laughs> no, Chris, Chris, his, look, his legs are sticking out of the damn escalator. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris. Okay, now let the doctor here explain to you how Adriana. Had to have had her seatbelt on, and Tony was sucking his own dick. How Tony's seatbelt was completely removed from the car. <laughs> How his seat was pushed to the, as far back How as it could go. How two of Tony's ribs were completely removed from his yeah. rib cage so he can suck his own cock. So, like, they're checking for a wire, but they're, like, rubbing Tony's chest to make sure all the ribs are there. <laughs> wait, wait, like, the opening where he's got the cigar, but his legs are just folded up, and it's just a dick in his mouth. <laughs> like, woke up this morning. <laughs> but, so, yeah, um... I feel like, um, th- um, I mean, that's an interesting, t- uh, like, if that's what they were going for, where, uh, like, uh, with Dickie supposedly being a junkie, um, but it having not been true, I guess that's that's an inter- interesting take for them to take, but I feel like um, it, like, detracts a little bit, at least from, like, Christopher's uh, right, that plot it, line. Yeah, that it, a lot of times it's a genetic thing, so yeah. it would like make sense if he actually was a junkie. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, that, yeah, that's I think that's probably what they were trying to do, and that's like one thing I did also liked about the movie was that uh, sort of like the way they misremember things mm-hmm. in the series, either for convenience sake or you know just because they forget little stuff uh, that is referenced in the show but told differently in the movie i thought was interesting yeah yeah or um, it also kind of buys a lot of like misrepresenting things like all the sequences of dicky going to the prison to view the to, to visit his uncle and he's like you know just telling him a so- all these sob stories that are kind of his fault 
Yeah. Like his dad dying or his guma dying. <laughs> or <they're, laughs> they, they just tri- they just died. I can't believe. Yeah. <laughs> or the his really bizarre fantasy of coaching a blind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> children's baseball team. <laughs> yeah, that that one really, really threw me off for a second. Yeah, yeah it really threw a <laughs> sort of curveball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're all like running around. Maltesanti, you're the best person I know. Yeah. <laughs> Dickie, you're literally a saint. One of the many of Newark. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, is that even a real thing, or is that just something that in his head he was creating? As no, he was... Yeah, I think it was like he wants to think of himself as a good person, so he like creates this fantasy. That there is blind and like, baseball. Yeah, and how that would work. Because his uncle doesn't like talk to anyone, or no one talks to him, he can just c- kind of make stuff up yeah. that he wants to be true, and his uncle would be like, okay, sure. I think by the end, I was trying to, I was even questioning if that character's real. Oh, yeah. Did you guys get that feeling? Yeah, I guess you could think of it that I way. I mean, like, I don't know if that's entirely what they were going for, but just the way it felt like how he just disappeared. Yeah. Like, so he just walked away while he was fantasizing about blind baseball? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess, uh, blind... Now, if you want to check out a video, we'll throw a link in the description below on how exactly they play the game. Check out a video. video. Really? Check out a video? Be a little more sensitive here, too. <laughs> you want to listen to, you listen to some audio of this? That is going to come out in May on the Long Island Bombers. Basically, how it works is the ball has a beeping system, and the pitcher and the batter are on the same team. There are six fielders, obviously, in the field, and the pitcher communicates with the batter on when he's tossing it and when to swing. So, I mean, it, they, they have to be in sync. They have to be in unison. <coughs> so then, when the ball is hit... Okay, so, um, yeah, we don't need to hear... I think it'd be a lot more entertaining if they weren't on the same so, team. Yeah. Just like... if, if it was every man for himself, baseball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got some sort of robot ball? They didn't have that in the 60s. <coughs> this is the 70s at this point, Dan. Oh, okay, never mind. It changes and, everything. And, and, Dan, I'm pretty sure they could... Uh, uh, develop something that beeps uh, by the 70s? I don't know. Everyone knows the big technology jump from 1969 to 1970 where they were suddenly living in the Jetsons era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Gerald Ford took it all away from us. Yeah, he did. <laughs> As someone who's really into vintage stereo equipment, Tony had a sick setup. Yeah, that was throw that like out tragically. There. He's got that really cool Marantz receiver, nicer than the one I have. And then, yeah, to totally trash those JBL speakers. Just because he wouldn't buy him Rolling Rock? What an asshole. Oh! No, is that because he didn't buy him Rolling Rock? Or, well, I just uh, 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 Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was after this. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't remember if that was after... Uh, yeah, he was just brushing off... T- why, I, why was he brushing off Tony? I, something, like, didn't connect. Because uh, uh, the uncle... Uh, in prison, told him uh, something like the best Christmas present you can give that kid is to stay out of his life. Oh. That's when he starts, um, like, dodging Tony's calls. Right. Even Tony on red. Yeah. Which I was surprised he actually did. Like, I figured... Uh, How stubborn those guys are. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess in a way he's uh, kind of, uh, sort of, can... Compassionate. Character. Yeah, can, uh, like... Um, redeem himself in a little bit of that way because that's that's like a big theme of the of the tv show is like um like characters are faced like with um with choices all the time uh to to potentially get out of the shit that they've like caused for themselves like when um 
like Carmela goes to see the therapist uh, and he's like, you need to leave this man. Uh, all you do is enable him and you're a bad person too. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she just doesn't. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, until, uh, until later, but then she doesn't, can't even follow through on that. Or uh, Christopher, uh, Adriana telling Christopher she's been pinched by the FBI and they could start a new life together. And Yeah. Yeah. Or even earlier that, other than that, before Christopher gets made, like Tony gives him like an option, like, uh, like you want to go do your Hollywood shit or you want to do this? Just decide right now. Like you got to decide. And like he, he literally could have chose to like pursue his creative uh, endeavors. Yeah. Um, and like Tony at, at like, like all the time, like he'll never be fully like, can never be fully honest with his therapist uh, is always like leaving details out and is always like yeah really like creative and flexible with the truth e- yeah but or, or then um so the plot line i'm just getting to now which this is uh, honestly one of my favorite plot lines in the show is Vito and johnny cakes um mm-hmm. in season six um because like Vito is so close just to like having a good life yeah and then like decides to like just go back and get well, fucking I mean I don't know Vito does have like I, it kind of makes sense because Vito has kids so like there's a little bit more like but close, he knows like, if close. he goes back he's right. gonna get fucking whacked right uh, and like uh, yeah so like uh, and plus that's I feel like that's not even the main reason like he just misses like the life. The, the, yeah the life of it when he's got perfectly good Johnny Cakes yeah. Making them as Johnny Cakes in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sucking them off in the night. <laughs> yeah. Um, living yeah, up. Yeah, an in endless e- supply of pancakes in the morning, semen in the evening. Yeah. A little bit of... Oh, that's the, that's well, the secret recipe for the pancakes. <laughs> so make yeah, some Johnny Cakes. That plot point also de- demonstrates us how like, these guys don't actually have strong work ethics because like, when it comes to actually doing real work, they just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, like the... When he's what's he doing? He's like working in a barn or something, and he's like cold, and he just takes a nap for two hours. Oh yeah, and I was thinking in the movie how uh, when uh, Dickie's talking to his uncle, and his uncle's like, "Yeah, I don't know. It's funny your uh, your dad never picked up a tool in his life. Yeah, and he died <laughs> at his sh- workshop. He had the softest hands of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I guess in that way, um, like r- right there at the end, like Dickie, um. Was it at least uh, trying to do something good right before he died to keep Tony out of the life? Right, yeah. and uh, maybe even help him out at home by get like suggesting Livia take those pills. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, because they said that they already found the pills like like either in his car or like in his pocket. It's in his pocket, pocket, yeah. Um, Dicky Moltisanti, pretty, uh, pretty good guy. Yeah. Yeah, except, for, uh, except for killing his gumavi. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> really well shot scene, though. Yeah. Like, where she's just kind of lifelessly floating in the current. Yeah, mm. that was freaky. Yeah. Um, and how it goes from, like, a nice scene to, like, a murder scene. Yeah, like, he's about like, to buy her, buy her her own, uh, like, shop. Like, yeah, uh, the beauty uh, parlor. Parlor. Uh, Paula. Well, sort of like Christopher... Um, and Adriana later on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah. Yeah. It all rhymes. <laughs> it all rhymes. 
Yeah, George Lucas actually had a big part in, uh, <laughs> in <laughs> behind the scenes. He's an uncredited executive producer. I yeah. also like the tie-in when um, Dickie kills his dad in the garage and there's the bird. Mm. Kind of like when Chris gets made and the bird watches him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's funny. Oh, sorry about George Lucas. Yeah, I did see his name in the credits because that would explain why like they kept the Livia Soprano like computer like animated person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it makes sense why Jar Jar Binks is one of Tony's friends in the high school. <laughs> what? Maybe I, I don't know. I, I maybe I have enough time to think about it. But like, what really was the purpose of like the uh, other subplot? Whoa. Which one? So not the Dicky Moltisanti story, but the Harold story. Yeah, I don't know because like. Well, what does that really amount to? It's like that character is not in the sh- series. There's no it, explanation. Is uh, well, so I was trying to think. Well, was that the guy from I think it's season four or five when um uh, they start doing the um, the house the real y- estate y- stuff? Yeah, the housing scheme. Was that supposed to be like that guy? I don't know. Uh, mm. I don't think so because I remember he talks about doing like civil rights stuff. Like I don't think he was ever. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he's just like the rest of the guys where he misre- misrepresents the past. Yeah. Like, um, hey, we'll, we'll hear, let's, and like uh, really he just like went to that one uh, poetry thing. I was like, yeah, I was, I was doing stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, like I'm not – like the story started off kind of promising. Like it, it had momentum and it felt like it was going somewhere. But the by the end it just kind of fizzled out. So I, I After the time skip, I, I really didn't see like – what, what relevance it had, on. yeah, and, and like the time skip happened, like, like the entire first act was uh, seemingly like the, the '60s, and then which is supposed to set up like in the first act is is like the, the build up for the plot or like inciting incident type of stuff, yeah. But uh, the second act, uh, get your like rising, P- yeah, rising to the peak. But, like, I don't know. It just kind of... Uh, kind of a whirlwind of events. Yeah. Uh, it was um, it was fun to be along for the ride. Yeah. Um, I, I guess this movie was uh, more about the journey than the destination, man. <laughs> it really is. Because, yeah. like, I think my biggest problem is the ending. Like, I, I was okay with it. Like, everything else is, like, entertaining enough for me to be, like... Maybe I'd bump my rating down to, like, 7.5 to 8. Uh, but like well, uh, I don't know for me it wasn't even the ending it's just like what uh, like because th- that was a pretty cool twist and like uh, uh like like I do like that as an as like an end point for the movie yeah. I just wish it had done more to like build to that like maybe like had a little bit more tension between him and junior because like yeah because junior it's like th- there's the, no indication the, the only two times that come to mind of like there being like any conflict between those two is when he's laughing at him excessively after he falls just kind of a dick move yeah. um and then real dicky move um, yeah when junior picks up um uh, johnny soprano out of prison uh like johnny's talking about like Oh, just look at Dickie Moltisanti. He took care of his family. He's and like just comparing the two and saying saying the juniors like not as good as Dickie. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he's a little hurt about that. Yeah. Well, there was also like at dinner when Dickie makes a joke about uh, or no, it's Paulie makes a joke about 
Corrado's girlfriend like cheating on him mm-hmm. and then Dickie like doesn't leave it alone he's like hey you, you just made a joke about your girlfriend cheating on you what are you gonna do about that kind yeah, of yeah that scene did kind of maybe indicate tension but it's just not very pronounced no it yeah I don't know I guess it was trying to like the ultimate conclusion was trying to say something about Uncle June being his pettiness the pettiest son of a bitch on earth and I mean yeah that is represented in the series too in the way that he almost kills Tony and yeah twice that Tony's uh, that Junior's not afraid to kill people closest to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh oh yes, this is uh, other thing I want to talk about. Fucking brutal, Joey Coco oh Diaz. Oh my god, he gets his fucking <laughs> head blown off by a shotgun yeah. <laughs> after being beat up already by Dicky. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's uh, that's a badass scene, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good shootout. Yeah, yeah. Where was Spider Man on that one? Honestly, though, but that's the thing. Like stuff, scenes like that, or like another brutal scene when they like go into that like body or body repair shop to like uh, you know, try to get some information out of Harold's like right hand guy, and they like put the like tire rotator oh. thing in his mouth and like yeah. break all his teeth. Like, what did that all build up to, really? Um. Well, they wanted to know who killed. Who did the guy? Oh, the well, they wanted the to big know, yeah. guy who. Um, I don't think he was really established. I think he was just he was like a collector. I think. He, he, yeah, he was just like a, a, yeah. a soldier. He was shown like once earlier in the movie. Uh, but but he was still one of. Uh, I keep wanting to call call him Chris, whatever. I think of Dicky. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, he was just like. A guy that worked for Dicky, like did pickups for Dicky. Right. I guess that was kind of like coming to a head. The sub, the uh, the theme of whatever their old territory being taken over or taken back, I guess, by the black community. You Maybe, know. yeah, because they don't really operate too much in Newark in the series. No. Yeah, I I was confused a little bit about the geography of like whose kind of territory was whose. I don't know. Well. Uh, uh, so it starts out like in the sixties with them at, like actually in Newark, and then uh, yeah. at some and point they move into the suburbs yeah. in the seventies. So I guess maybe it's like the mafia is like dislocated or like not dislocated, but they move. There's gentrification. Yeah, yeah, they get gentrified out of Newark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I guess at the start they're like working for the DeMeo crime family. Because, yeah, he has interaction with Dickie who's like, what, you're just going to let those punks, like, stop you from making your collections? I guess, then I guess that stuff does, no, and I don't know, I feel like... He decides ahead. to kind of, like, he's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to let them mess with me, I'm not going to let you guys mess with me anymore, mm-hmm. kind of, you know. I guess... That's how I thought of it, anyway. I guess there is more of a resolution, but it just doesn't feel very cinematic. Yeah, th- they just didn't make... They started off kind of making an effort to uh, give Harold some agency like as a character and then kind of just gave up yeah as like other subplots kind of took precedence it kind of felt like it was longer and longer between scenes with harold yeah where like they were just kind of like oh we got to squeeze something in with this guy because we set him up at the beginning when he sleeps with uh dickie's guma i was like there was so long between like that and then later in the movie i'm like so is that just not matter (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh i'm i mean we're like, you already killed the bitch, so... Yeah. Uh, that's resolved. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it did matter. But I mean, like, before that scene, I was like, so we're going to come back to that subplot, or yeah. is it just... Oh, and then she uh, fucked Harold at one point. 
Moving on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was like a building series of like, oh, well, Harold's like moving in on his turf, I guess, or like making his business harder, and then he has sex with his gumar, and then like, it was kind of a confluence of things of like Dickie not be feeling in control of his life or like his business, you know? Yeah. No, I guess, like I said, I guess like- And like misdirecting his anger and- Right. You know, killing his dad, killing his gumar. I mean- yeah, kind of like uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's more he's more like Tony I think than Christopher in that way. Like, well, yeah, I mean it makes sense that Tony maybe took more from Dickie. Yeah, than... Tony like eventually kind of morphs into that person. I mean, like I understood like the you know understood all that from the scene where he kills his um, Jocelyn. Just what's the character's name? I I didn't catch it. No, super sexy Guma. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just meant like it had been so long since that scene had happened, you know, that she slept with Harold. What about uh, Michael Gandolfini? He was pretty good, right? I yeah. I like him. Yeah, I like that they gave him Tony's teeth. I didn't know. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I don't really know Tony's teeth that well. I guess, but I guess he's got like kind of buck teeth. I guess they're a little jacked up. Yeah, Michael Gandolfini was good. Um. I did like the guy who played Corrado. I thought, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I thought he did a, a, a pretty, uh, like, good job. Like, he had a lot of the same, um, well, and this this is a little bit more, for, like, on the writing end of the character, but, like, just the, like, almost Tourette's-like uh, outlashes of, fuck your mother's oh, Yeah. 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 Type, uh. There's always a kind of shit June saying. Yeah. A uh, bit of a sailor's mouth. Um, Crotchety, uh, just like an eternal old man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like <laughs> he, he's always been that cranky <laughs> old, old fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Olivia was written really well. Uh, yeah. Like, she's completely insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like when Johnny Boy comes home, like uh, uh, he, he makes like one comment about like, like oh, there goes the neighborhood. Uh, and she's like, now it's all ruined. We set up this great party for you, and it's it's ruined. It's ruined. And yeah. Like, immediately just goes into hysterics. Takes everything personal to her. Yeah. yeah. I love, oh, there's a really good like, interaction uh, when she makes Tony a hamburger, and he's like, oh, cool, man, a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, the one time, like, she actually does get, like, a little bit of humanity after she meets with, like, that teacher or like school, school counselor or whatever and and she is like like it, it seems seems to genuinely try to make an attempt to like she, like her heart does seem to be warmed in some way uh from that but then like immediately reverts to well, when tony says well, i don't remember what tony says that sets her off in that scene you like oh if you're gonna kick me out of school no no no, 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 when he's talking, uh, like, after he gets the hamburger, and, uh... Oh, uh... Uh, what's he talking about that set, sets her off? It's like the medication. Yeah. But oh, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I, was... I tried to do one nice thing for you, and you <laughs> ruined it. It's all ruined. It's all... <laughs> oh, or when, uh... Oh, shit, what did she say at, uh... Oh, they were at a funeral. Oh, or he's singing the Rolling Stones song. He's like... They do drugs. I'm not a junkie. Oh, yeah. She starts flipping it's out. Like, they're not even singing about you, ma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Olivia was good. Um, I do like John Bernthal as an actor in general. Um, 
I feel like he did a fine job as Johnny Boy. Yeah. Uh, Not who I imagined. Y- yeah, I feel yeah. like he just didn't give the, the character enough personality. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was just kind of a uh, little... Uh, just kind of an over-the-top mobster. Uh, yeah, he was just kind of kind of there and pretty plain. Not mm-hmm. much uh, memorable about like Johnny Boy. Yeah, not a whole lot of presents. Uh, who else was in the movie? Um, Joey Coco. Um, you know, Pussy, I don't think, had a single line really in that movie. He had like maybe two. Like, yeah. it, it, he says his name, like he introduces himself. Uh, yeah. Two lines, one for each season he's in. Yeah. And did he have a line, I think, when him and Polly, like, during the riots when they, like, throw that rock in the display mm. and they, like, take the TVs, you know what I'm talking about? They're like, yeah. who are they, they going to blame this? No, yeah. I think Polly says that. I don't think he says anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think uh, Polly's just talking the whole scene. <laughs> they drop off the TV at the funeral. Yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. When they were watching the TV during the funeral. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but there's something, um, I think it was that scene... Um, at that funeral, there, there's like a quite a few. Was, was there like three different funeral scenes in this movie? Uh, there's there a couple. Hollywood Dick Maltesanti's funeral. Uh, Joey Coco Diaz's funeral. Yeah, and then Dick Maltesanti's. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at Hollywood's funeral, uh, w- w- what is it that Olivia? I'm just thinking said? of Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, crap! I forget what it was. But like Olivia says something just like really fucked up and cruel to, uh, oh, because it's when uh, 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 Tony's still a kid, and um, yeah, she just says something like really disconnected and impersonal about like um, yeah, God, I can't remember what it was, but that uh, whatever that line was really captured um, her character and. Uh, or just sure. like disassociated uh, personality. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and because David Chase wrote it, I felt like he knew how to uh, write the characters so that the audience like immediately knows who they are. There's no like confusion. I feel kind of bad for David Chase. Um, uh, we were talking about this last the, time. Uh, I think. Was it was it the last episode? We were yeah. About mm-hmm. The. the um, thing he did with Marin um where uh like he's just seems kind of depressed about the fact that he never really got into the film industry never had the makings of Hollywood director yeah (laughs) never had the makings of Hollywood multi-son yeah (laughs) of Hollywood Hulk yeah of Hollywood Hulk Hogan um a true varsity athlete (laughs) um and uh yeah he finally does uh get a, a big Hollywood movie and for one, it's uh, released immediately to a streaming service that you can watch on your phone <laughs> uh, simultaneously in theaters. And during a time when people aren't going to the theaters as much. And this movie also, to me, felt like a, just like a two hour long Sopranos episode almost. Mm-hmm. But I, you know. Uh, like. Not a perfect movie, but I think maybe if you're a Sopranos fan, there's always yeah, a yeah, like I, I uh, did genuinely enjoy it, yeah. and have a good time as a Sopranos fan. We, we uh, talked about this a little bit earlier about like if you haven't seen the show, can you would, watch? 
would you get any enjoyment? I don't think so. No, because like, I don't know. I just feel like it's too unfocused. Like the biggest thing for me that I enjoyed watching it is being like, oh, hey, that's so-and-so. Oh, hey, that's... All right. Hey, that, a, he said the. Oh, he said he, he said Tony doesn't have the makings of a varsity athlete. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they did that too much, though. I was worried that it was just going to be like a uh, like a whole string of references and like even, callbacks and stuff. It, well, well, it wasn't like overt like winks like at the camera and and audiences. Yeah. Uh, but so I guess it, that's that's on me as a viewer of just kind of being like, oh hey, is that? Yeah, that is that. From the show, I remember that show that I was just watching <laughs> yesterday. But uh, yes, yeah, so I think I'm gonna have to watch this again. Um, sorry, David Chase, uh, not in the theater. I'll be watching it on my phone uh, on the shitter um, at a rest stop. You know something <laughs> I was thinking about while watching this? The trailer really misrepresents this movie as a big like Tony Soprano origin story. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of is, but it really downplays the trailer. Really, the trailers every trailer I saw really downplays Dick Moltisanti's story because he's like majority of the movie. A lot of the press for it leading up to it too, like also, it, it, like really threw me off because like th- there's some like um, of the more initial press things that I had read for this, like uh, more a while back, where. Uh, uh, talking about how it's going to be like a story like focused on like Dick Moltisante um, and then more recent ones like building up to the movie I, I feel like they tried to play like the Tony angle more um, to get uh, probably just recognition because yeah yeah because it's like Tony is a character everyone loves and yeah uh, so they kind of like fucked up the marketing I feel like a good director well so like what I thought I was getting into the way I had pictured the movie going was kind of like um tony uh slowly starting to get involved like uh like basically like the the first um like what's that like 15 20 minutes of goodfellas yeah uh like kind of kind of something like that uh and dick Moltisanti being kind of the de niro character yeah uh, that's that's more so what i was picturing which it it does a, a little bit like he uh kind of gets him because he gives him those speakers and then yeah but I, I i don't know i feel like tony i thought we were gonna see him do something yeah but, like, but he does crime kind of it's he steals like, an ice he, cream truck steals an ice cream truck and that's gives kids crime. in the neighborhood free ice cream <laughs> yeah and, and he uh which is fucking badass man yeah. respect man yeah, respect yeah. and he runs like a a betting he, he runs a a very amateur book, a sports book in like in sixth like grade. Sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. I thought we'd see like him suspended for it. rob someone or like you know maybe kill someone even. But yeah, or like uh, start start being like like maybe Dickie's errand boy. Yeah, um, collect money or something. Yeah, like uh, I feel like that would have made um, that like uh, part of the end where Tony's waiting for Dickie like at the diner uh and uh like ding, ding, maybe maybe ding, hit a little ding, bit harder don't stop oh wait hey I wonder actually, if that was a tie-in it, it, yeah yeah i wonder if that might have been a little little bit of uh film 
rhyming. It all it all rhymes. Or <laughs> uh, or Tony sitting at the well, diner. Uh, what uh, if he was like he like put like something on the jukebox and it's like the first Journey single? Yeah. Like wheel in the sky keeps on turning <laughs> or something. <laughs> um. Yeah. So um, uh, look forward to uh, w- 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 the three of us are gonna be um are gonna start working on a on a fan a fan remake of the Many Saints of Newark, mm-hmm. like, starring us. Yeah. And maybe you. Yeah. <laughs> let's go with who would Please, be who. Please, we need people. <laughs> we nope. need help. Okay, let's really? kill some time yeah. with saying who would be who from the Sopranos crime syndicate. Okay. Well, so are we um, d- doing Soprano uh, family the series? Series. Okay, so not the movie. Or maybe the entire cinematic universe. Okay, so are we also talking about like Game of Thrones too? Because that's uh, a couple tie-ins. Uh, it's uh sort of like blink and you miss it but it, it's uh there is a part in um in sopranos where uh john snow sn- uh, shows up i haven't seen game of thrones so with no. his dire wolf the and, house uh, of cards that's uh completely yeah yeah the netflix show yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> um okay david you're um i don't know i think about this all the time david's paulie yeah i'm paulie paulie I... or silvio uh, Silvio. These are two different flavors completely. Yeah. Like I wish I was Silvio, but I'm I'm Uncle June. Yeah, you're. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like you're more Olivia. <laughs> Just a dusty old bitch. Mm, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get to be Adriana. Oh, you're Adriana. Hey. I'm a dusty young bitch. Hey, there's nothing dusty about Adriana. Now, Juicy? You take that back, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, now, Juicy? Say she's Juicy. Christopher, I'm not dusty. No, you're dusty, eh? <laughs> you're busted. <laughs> you're busted, ho. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like, uh... would I be? I don't know. Christopher? I don't know. Uh, maybe, uh... Meadows, <laughs> you're yeah. AJ. Oh fuck! <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, sorry, dude. I don't know. Am I Paulie? Not really. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You can't. You, you, you I always s- thought Brian was kind of a Paulie. Maybe you could be Tony B. Tony B. Uh right. no. Mm. Who's um? You know, you're Bobby. No, Bobby sucks. <laughs> Bo- what do you mean, Bobby? So Bobby's great. Bobby's the coolest. But B- Bobby's a great character. He's a sweetie. That's true. Oh, especially in season six, I forgot about this part. But there's like a slow, uh, a couple slow mo shots of Bobby hooping, like after he loses weight in season <laughs> yeah, six. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, like the first time Tony sees him after getting out of the hospital, uh, like Tony's like real insecure about. Uh, if he uh, still has respect from his guys, um, and uh, he pulls up to Cetrials and uh, Bobby's out there hooping, he's like, "He's like, whoa! How much weight did you lose?" And, uh, and he's like, "Hey, you know, Tone. I could David, see David, uh, yeah. big Hooper, uh, big Hooper." And uh, I don't know. I feel like you're a pretty n- n- nice and chill dude, like Bobby. I guess so. I could see myself going either Bobby or Tony B. 
more yeah. beginning of the series or more beginning of to- series of Tony B where he's not there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah or more the beginning when he's, he's like, in jail. Nah, I don't want to do seasons. crime anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're uh, very similar to Tony B. I'm also uh, really into trains. Yes, everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I feel like you're more Artie Buko. Oh, no, you're Uncle June. I feel like I could be Artie. Artie's. I don't know. I, I'd take Artie Buko. I'm really trying to think, figure out who you are. Try to figure out who you are. I don't even know who you are. Me too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Silvio, and I can't say you're Tony. Maybe a Robert. You can say I'm Tony. <laughs> you can call me Tony. Maybe like Robert Baratheon. <laughs> We're talking the same universe. <laughs> I don't know. There was a time when I started watching where I said Joe was Tony. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't make sense anymore. Um, <laughs> should bring no, if anything, Joe is Artie. Joe is already. Maybe you're Furio. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're Furio. Okay, yeah, fine. Cool. All right, uh, so. Good series. We got Furio, Bobby, and Uncle June out (laughs) on the town. (laughs) That would be a tight crew uh, uh, Sopranos spinoff series. Uh, Yeah, they were always hanging out together off screen. You just never see it. I mean, Bobby and Uncle June are always together. That's true. Although, Tony, yeah, if you're Tony B, then, uh, I don't know. Fury and Uncle June go visit you in prison, play board games, something like that. Maybe. All right, so um, that was The Many Saints in Newark. Uh, final uh, wrap-up, since we're uh, getting ready to wrap up the episode, my thoughts, um, good time uh, seeing it in the theater. Uh, mm-hmm. Going to definitely have to rewatch it and uh, take it in a little bit more. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, it's a good time uh, if you're a fan. It, it it didn't blow me away, but uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we're all off to go uh, start a, a blind children's softball league. So um, we'll catch you guys next time. We're gonna start one. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, we we're gonna go. We're gonna s- blind ourselves and play baseball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll all just close our eyes. Yeah, I thought we were all going to... No, we got to, like, severely blind ourselves. Yeah. Okay. We're going to lose our vision. Oh, oh, guys, here. uh, Sir, sir, pass around this ivermectin. Uh, Everyone take a big... uh, All right. This is supposed to be good for you, right? Big hit off the tube. Horse pace. Okay, we're going to go get fucked up on some ivermectin. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, change of plans. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck the baseball league. And, and, well, and then go blind. We're going to start, yeah, ivermectin baseball league. Yeah. (laughs) For horses. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get a Mets hat first. Uh, All right, bye. Bye. Okay.